Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick, and this is episode 73. Another awesome interview for you today. I am so excited about this because you ever just have one of those people that you connect with and you're like, I have known you like my whole life, like you just hit it off. That's how it is with Maritza. My guest today is Maritza Para, and it's MaritzaPara.com, and that's P-A-R-R-A. All the links are in the show notes. You can check it out. Maritza has built a few uh, sustainable businesses long-term. They've been online for a long time, but her magic, besides just being awesome, is in list building. And so we dive into that, and and it's something that we all need to do. And as, as online marketing has changed, we have this desire to really be ourselves and do it in a way that works for us, right? And But you know that there's this this need in your business to build this database of people that you're connected with and engaged with. That's what she does. Anyways, buckle up, sit down, enjoy the interview, and listen. Uh, make sure to listen to the very end because we are hosting a webinar. I'm super excited. She's going to do a workshop webinar for my audience. And so I've got the date and details at the end of this episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I'm super excited to have you here. Oh, thank you for having me. I am so excited to share this topic because pretty much every business could use it. You know what? I, I'm hands down with you there. It's just like we were talking before we started the interview about sales and, and there's this icky perception around it and you have to have people to sell to, which is where the list comes in. But um, you know, so before we get into your business and, and list building, can you share with the listeners a little bit about your journey before getting here and, and what that looked like? Oh, my gosh. Well, it goes way back to teenagehood, but I'll, I'll make it short and sweet so we can get to the content. I've been crazy about horses my entire life. I got a horse when I was in middle school and I realized I needed money to be able to take the riding lessons that I wanted and buy all the, you know, extra horse stuff that I wanted that my parents wouldn't buy me because they'd already bought me a horse, which was pretty big. Yeah. yeah and a horse isn't like skateboarding, right? I'm like, exactly. It's not a cheap hobby. Yeah. They, they eat money basically. <laughs> and so, um, I was, I, I decided I had to get a job. I got a job at a laundromat when I was in high school and I hated it. After being with horses and nature, with these amazing spiritual beings, I was like, I will die with these chemicals being told what to do in a concrete jungle, basically. Yeah. So I realized I'm going to have to figure something out so that I can spend more time with my horses and make some money. So what I did with the horses, and my brother also was really into it, and I knew these other guys who were into the type of riding that I was obsessed with, which was classical dressage, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where we make the horses dance. So I did a show for my dad's birthday, coordinated it, choreographed it, and some of his friends, came. he brought people down to the stables where we had our horses, And one of his friends was on the board of the South Texas Kidney Foundation. And they ended up asking me, hey, could you do this show 
for our fundraiser that's coming up. And so I was like, sure. So I did a few things like that, just word of mouth for free. And one day an attorney's wife came up to me after a show we did and said, can you come and do this show for my husband's birthday? And my teenage brain said, attorneys make money. (laughs) Instantly I said, yes, it's going to cost you $500. She didn't bat an eye. She was like, sure. So that was the first time I ever made money with it. And I realized I had an experience that I took people through with the writing, with the history, with the costumes and all that stuff. So I really dug into learning about direct marketing and I started marketing my show to different convention and tour groups. And that's how my first business was born. And I started a website when websites started and I started building a list. And that's how I got into email list building for the very first time. Holy moly, there's like 50 questions in there for me. But the first one is 500 bucks as a teenager is, I mean, it's, I know my kids would be stoked today, and but I think we're kind of close to the same age. So, but Are you saying that was a long time. Ago? <laughs> I was like, no, but I know, like five hundred dollars. You know, that's a full month at least working part time at a job uh, that you hate if you're lucky, right? Totally. It took a lot of guts to even say that, but mostly what it was was the pain of being in a job that I hated that gave me the courage to actually ask for that. Yeah. I, you know, you've heard that saying that there are two things that drive people, pain or, or pleasure. And most people will do more to avoid pain, which is pretty much what you did. You're like, I've got, I, you were driven to get out of a miserable job. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the first time I ever actually made money with that email list, my horse community of, of email subscribers was years later after I'd had a thriving business with the horses, with the horse shows. I did weddings. I did all kinds of things. Um, And I ended up, I had gotten married and I had stopped doing my show for a while because we were having problems getting pregnant. And finally, the doctor, after some fertility treatments, he was like, well, maybe you need to, you know, tone down the riding because maybe that has something to do with it. So I did. I kind of phased out the shows that I had coming up, the events, the writing workshops, and I kind of stopped my business for a while, but I still had my email list of subscribers from the horse website. And then one day my ex-husband said, I want to get divorced. (laughs) And so I was stuck with no baby, no husband, no business. So I ended up having to get a job for the second time in my life. And during that time, it was just awful, awful time. And that scared me enough again to say, hey, I've got these email subscribers. What if I actually sold them something? What if I find out what they want and I sell it to them? So I actually asked them, hey, do, do you want um, something? I asked them two different things. I thought I knew what they would want. They wanted totally the other thing. <laughs> I did a teleseminar and I offered them a six DVD set of exactly what they said they wanted. And I ended up in about four days making $29,746 in DVD sales. Holy moly. (laughs) And that totally changed my life because I said I didn't have to ride a horse. I didn't have to choreograph a show. I didn't have to trailer a horse anywhere. This was just totally um, asking them what they wanted and then delivering it in a leveraged way. So it really changed my perspective. 
Well, and it's also that you do something once and you get paid over and over and over again for it, right? Yes, exactly. And I still have those DVDs that sell with my horse website and the to that list community. So you okay, so on that note, so you still now have besides where you're at today, which we'll jump into your business, but you so you you built you went back to your horse business and grew that. And you still do you're still very involved with horses and have horses, right? Absolutely. I still breed Andalusian and Lusitano horses, which is the kind of horse that I have. I still do riding workshops and I fill a lot of those workshops with my email list. And um, I actually also have a business on Amazon, a private label um, camping gear business. So those are that's kind of what I'm in right now. And for that Amazon business, it's still all about the list building. We transition everyone who buys into our list as many as we can with product inserts that are driving people to get really great coupons at opt-in pages and also with um, handwritten postcards that my nieces and nephews write to each and every buyer to, again, drive them to an opt-in page. That is so awesome. I have recently gotten into just the the sending of things in the mail again. And it was through watching a friend who's built up a a really successful, you know, physical products business. But there is something about that connection that makes this subscriber. It, it, I I think it extends it. I think with everything we're doing online today, that's digital and instant. And there's something about getting that note in the mail. Do you see a higher conversion with that? Absolutely. Much higher with that than with the product insert. It's a handwritten note and it's, you know, uh, the script that the kids use to write it right now is like, hope you have a great summer. And these are all products that can, you know, help make their summer better. And that's something I do with my marketing list. I actually do these little cartoons, marketing cartoons, and I have them printed out on postcards. And every once in a while, I'll send out like, five to 10 postcards to people who have bought products from me saying, Hey, I'm just checking in. And they, you wouldn't believe the um, response that I get from that. And I really believe it is a way to reach out and let them know that you really think of them not as just data, but as people. Yeah, I I just that is just awesome. We could do a whole other interview. (laughs) On, on that alone, because it's something I've just started dipping my toes into. And it's fun. I have a ton of fun sending that stuff, knowing it's going to somebody, um, you know, creating the things to send to people. It, it's it's a lot of fun. So, okay, so let's transition. And so we've got a pretty solid understanding of your background. Tell us about the list building element. And so everybody listening to just so you know, the links will all be in the show notes. But Maritza's site is maritzapara.com. And so tell us what you do with clients um, with your business today over there. Well, what I do is I help them understand why they've got to have some kind of list building system in place. And the reason is there, there's so much noise online and there's so many different ways to drive traffic to your website but most people who come to your website will leave and you know never come back again, even if they love what you, you're saying and what you're doing there. So email list building, it's a way that if you build it right, it gives you your own profitable traffic source to use at will. So that means that whenever you have a new product to launch, you can send out an email. Whenever you um, want to fill a webinar, you can send out an email instead of having all your ads go all over social media and paid traffic 
which I think those are all great things to do, but those don't last like your email list does. So that's one of the major reasons to focus on email list building. Um, Another is it really enables you to increase your number of customers because, again, those people who come to your website, they're probably going to leave unless there's a compelling reason to become a list member. Um, And a compelling reason is not get on my newsletter list. (laughs) Yeah, that's not compelling at all. A compelling reason is... I need to put in a sound of applause sound effect there. Go ahead. And it's actually not even, you know, the seven simple secrets to blah, blah, blah. That used to be, those both used to be really good opt-in list invitations, like gift offers, lead magnets. They're not anymore. Those are really bad. And most of your content, you want it to be free content that brings in the right people and seated within your free content are invitations to get into your list for very specific things. Um, Email list building also enables you to increase the average value per customer transaction. So you can do that by segmenting your list. Oh, this person was interested in this super niche that I have, like mindset. Well, let me send them something, another offer about mindset. Um, In terms of my horses, I've got different super niches, people who want to learn about breeding and selling these kinds of horses, people that want to learn about dressage and how to have the courage to go to the next level with their riding, people who want to um, uh, learn about how to breed a horse with the right confirmation. So those are really different conversations that you're having. So when you're doing email list building right, you can increase the average value per transaction because you know exactly what they want. And then um, it also enables you to increase the number of transactions per customer. So it's huge. And it really is the only traffic source that you own. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people, you know, it's interesting. And so a lot of my my listeners, I have, you know, they use WordPress to one form another, but they're not necessarily... Have, they don't necessarily have a business around WordPress, right? But the people that do, whether they're web devs or they've got agencies or whatnot, I cannot begin to tell you how many of those people don't even have an opt-in on their site. They kind of do referral marketing or they're stuck in a different era. And which brings me to the question of this whole, you know, hype around list building. And there is a lot of... there there. And again, this is all my experience, but this perception that, you know, selling and marketing is, is icky and there's all this hype and noise around it. At the same time, I'm like, what, what you talk about and what you teach is also you're building a relationship. So there's these tangible business metrics that happen, right? That you were explaining. But at the same time, where else do you get to engage with customers like this? So can you just, I, I don't know, share your thoughts on oh, this whole, gosh hype and the money is in the list and oh it's awful (laughs) it's awful it's totally awful what i like to tell my clients is your this building gift offer or what people call your lead magnet ah they're sucking them into the list you know yeah it's an invitation it's an invitation to deepen your relationship so what i like to tell them is when you're creating that gift offer that invitation I want you to imagine that you're actually walking up to your prospect's front door of their home, their castle, and you're knocking on the front door. 
and they open the door and you look in their eyes, somebody that you know that you can help with your products or services, you hold out your hand and you say, this is my gift offer for you. Are you going to feel ashamed or are you going to feel excited and proud of what you're offering them? I love that. (laughs) I love that. So in that, let's talk a little bit about why, why do you think people are so hesitant to put real solid efforts into building a list? Is it the ick factors, the technology? I mean, why, why do they avoid this? I think there are a few different reasons. Some of it might be the technology, but I have found from so many people, especially the people who have a lot of, who have, who are PhDs and MBAs and all that kind of stuff, they've got something going on called list building stage fright. <laughs> so this is something that happens when you start getting people on your list and you start realizing, wow, okay, now I need to deepen this relationship. And now I've walked into the center of the stage. I've grabbed the mic. The floodlight is coming on me. Now that these people on my list are expecting me to give them more great content, something great. And they get list building stage fright. They shut down They get scared of communicating with their list. They want to do it perfectly. So they procrastinate and they waste their list. These people who have gotten, who have become email subscribers because they thought that you were going to help them with something. And so it's something I see over and over again, people just being scared to deepen that relationship. They want in a way for it to be just, I need to slap up a a list building lead magnet and the money's going to start coming in, but that's not the case. You really, it is a relationship and it's a relationship that's made even better when you use the technology to give value and make offers. That's a tweetable. So that's going in the post. <laughs> you know, in terms of that lead magnet piece, I, you know, it's crazy. I, I loved the analogy of going up to someone's front door. My mind is totally gone in a separate way because I was taught that same thing. The top 10, this seven, three mistakes. Like I've done all of that. And where I know that I'm coming from a place of, you know, like a lot of my audience likes tools and resources. That's great. So you know, in creating that, it was something that worked at the same time, the deep level of connection. I don't know that that deep connection is happening there. I mean, I've got a follow-up sequence, but it you just completely, <laughs> that was like one of those, like my mind's going in a million directions. Um, so with that, like, what are some common mistakes that you see people make when it comes to, let, let's talk about the lead magnet for a minute. What What are some common mistakes they make with that lead magnet? Well, they guess. <laughs> so many people are guessing like they're like, oh, OK, that th- this is probably something that they would want. So my bit- first recommendation is find out, do research. And there's different ways of doing research. One of the best is finding somebody who is your ideal prospect and actually having a conversation with them. I did a meetup for a long time around spirituality and the law of attraction and I started that meetup just because I wanted to empower more people with it, but it turned into a business. People started asking for meditations and visualizations. And then when I took it online, I said, well, I'm not sure what they want. So let me go and ask my meetup group. And so I asked them, what do you guys need? What do you guys want? I really got into the hearts and minds. And that's one of the things that I think people don't do. They just, you know, start going willy nilly guessing what people want. 
find somebody who is your perfect, who would be your perfect customer. Find out how you can help them. What are the biggest things that are stopping them? And turn that into a great offer. And then there's also tons of ways of researching online. You can use Amazon. Um, you can use all of the huge search engines, YouTube, you know, and put in the keywords that your perfect prospect would be looking for and find out what people are buying, what people are watching. And that, that will give you some great clues too. You know, it's interesting as you say that. I was thinking back to um, one of the, the tools I had had on the site, the lead magnets, was the three biggest mistakes you're making with your WordPress site and how to fix them. And I, th- so I had that. And then I had another one that was really about profiting, right? So to me, one was avoiding pain, one was moving towards something. And, and so I, I just, I asked them, I did exactly what you said. I emailed them and the other one was more appealing to me, but I would say 90% of the responses were like, nope, the mistakes. They wanted to make sure that they weren't doing something wrong. And it, and again, my point, even though, we talked about those kind of being common and that was probably, I don't know, three years ago or whatever. But the the point is I did ask and I, I don't think I ask enough or consistently, but in asking, because what I thought they wanted was, was not, <laughs> it wasn't what they wanted. Exactly. I found that so many times you've got to find out from the horse's mouth as they, they say, because We've got this curse of knowledge thing going on where we think we know what people should want, but we, we're not really in their shoes as the experts. So it's really important to get it straight from them. All right. So let's talk a little bit about if you could if you could tell people just do this, right? Because let me back up a little bit. You know, when I start thinking about list building, I start thinking massive funnel build outs and tagging and sequences and all that stuff. And I think my guess is that it probably scares some people away from doing this because it just feels overwhelming. So, you know, if there was one thing you could tell people about getting started, what would that be? It would be to research from your perfect customer who is your perfect customer, find out what they want, and then have a way to make an offer. It, it doesn't have to be that hard as, you know, tagging, segmenting, funnels. All you need is your opt-in gift, your list building gift, and some kind of offer that relates back to it. So you want to actually start with the end in mind. Like, what is that thing that you're going to sell And then work backwards to what is the perfect subscriber gift that I can offer that kind of leads to that sale? Because a lot of people, when they're guessing, they're just building these lists of people who aren't ever going to buy. So make sure and reverse engineer it so that you're building your list with people who can actually buy what you're selling. So just as an example, like, where you've got, um, you know, you, you've got things on list building. So if you're getting someone onto your list, you're not going to offer something on law of attraction then to get them into a list building course necessarily. I mean, right. that's pretty obvious, but it was just I wanted to, to drive that home a little bit. So for example, let me use an example of my horse business. I do a lot of riding workshops. And um, so we'll fill the event it's, it's like a seminar, but you bring your horse or you rent one of my horses. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. So some of them are focused differently. Some of them are 
you know, on building more courage and trying higher level movements and stuff like that. And so, for example, with that, one of my funnels or one of my, hopefully that doesn't scare people, when I begin with the end in mind, a writing workshop to help them have more courage. So I reverse engineer that to a low priced offer. That's a meditation and visualization bundle that just helps them kind of get in the into their heads doing all those dancing movements with the horses before they actually get on the horse and do it. Um, and then the list building gift is one of those meditations and a PDF that goes along with it. So it's targeting that person who wants courage to do those high level movements in dressage that they want to do, but they kind of have fear around it. And then I'm selling them the low priced offer. And then Every few months, I do a workshop around that, and I'm filling seats mostly with the people who have bought and gone through that funnel. Okay, so that is awesome. And it's just every time you say something else, like my brain goes this other direction. Um, I feel like, look, a squirrel today. Um, but with with some of the people you've worked with, I, I love the tangibles. And you know, we had talked um, again before the call, and like you just got a great result with a client. Are there any real life examples of clients that you've worked with that have shifted things, you know, in a significant way for them based on where they were and, and what happened after applying what you teach? Yes. So the the client you just talked about, I love her story so much. And so this is what we're doing with her. Um, she's an amazing expert and musician, and she does all these meditations to help unblock people and stuff like that. And she had 62 people on her list, which is really small. But I know that there are people on there that there's low-hanging fruit for her there. So we created an offer based on what they had gotten on her list for. And it was um, a um, audio meditation to get rid of money blocks. And so it's so beautiful because she plays the flute and all that so she did, she sold that. And then she, the people who bought, the few people who bought, she also bonused in a call. And now she has a couple of coaching clients from that. But what we're doing with her is um, going to help her build her list out, but we're going to help her get paid to create a product that gives people what her expertise is without her creating it first. So um, this is something that I've done with so many people because you want to prove the concept of your product before you actually create it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, one of my other clients who is the number one dating coach for women over 50, um, online dating coach, we did the same thing with her. We were like, okay, you don't have a huge list. So here are some ways to get traffic and, and get people on your list. And she sold a program before she actually created it. Again, to prove the concept. And this is what I did the very first time with my DVD set with, for the horse people. I asked them what they wanted. I sold it on the teleseminar. And then I told them, okay, I need nine to 12 weeks to deliver it because I hadn't created the product yet. Because... I needed to prove the concept first. Well, I think that transparency, though, in saying, give me three to four months to to deliver it. 
I think most people are okay with that when you're transparent about it and you're being direct about it. Yes, totally. And when you are ensuring that you're delivering exactly what they want. With yeah, ex- yeah. I mean, because you found out, and they're like, "Well, yeah, we told you we want it, and we already paid you for it, so please create it." <laughs> yeah, and one of the things it's really fun, and it kind of gets interactive because you you say, "Hey, you ask them via a survey or just via questions," and then when you do your live event, you say, "Hey, the results are in. You told me what you wanted, so it's kind of um, you're making you're bringing them into the whole process." Yeah, they feel a part of something. I, I love that. So, all right, with list building now, there's a lot. There's a lot that needs to happen outside of creating this this ideal offer. How do you get people to it? Like, what what are? Can you give just a couple tips? Because I know this is what you teach. But what are ways to be driving people to get on your list? So obviously, social media is huge and you want to like build out one or two channels well first. If you don't have any social media though, and you're at the very beginning, some of the best ways are to find people who are already talking to your audience and who already have that platform and go with the perspective of how can I help you make your platform more valuable So um, something that we did with the Amazon business, actually, we we went to YouTube channel owners who there are a lot of YouTube channels on all kinds of different subjects under the sun. So we looked for YouTube channels that were all about camping, travel, um, hiking, things like that. And there are people who do reviews or who do tips and they have tons of people who are interested in these subjects, like tens of thousands of subscribers and a lot of engagement on their videos and things like that. So we went to, we made a list of like 20 YouTube channel owners and we emailed them and we made sure not to do a cut and paste email outreach. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of people do cut and paste and I get requests like these every day for people who want to get in front of my audiences. And I just like the cut and paste jobs. I really don't even look at them. But we made sure to actually look at some of the videos and say, okay, in this video, we really love this part. And, oh, it's so cool that you're creating a legacy for your children. You know, we personalized it. And then we said, we have a brand new brand on Amazon, and we'd love to send you a few products for you to review. And so at first, we got no responses at all. And then they started trickling in, and we ended up with three really good responses. So we sent out the products and we then after we got their feedback on it, one of them knew exactly what we were going to do. And he was like, oh, this is great. I would love to send out, you know, an offer to my list and can we do it? So it's affiliate. So he totally knew, you know, it was perfect. So we were like, yes, okay, you become an affiliate and then we'll send out a coupon code that gives your people a lot of great value for the product. Um, so that's one of them. The other one wanted a flat fee. He said, if you want me to do a review about your product, here's a, pay me a flat fee and we'll, I'll be happy to do it. And then the other one didn't want anything at all. And he said, this is awesome. This is microfiber. This is, you know, it saves energy. And so I definitely want to, you know, tell my people about it. So we got access to over a hundred thousand 
people who are interested in our type of product because of that. And of course, we're always going to be driving the list building once they become buyers. So that is a great way for people to get in front of. And you can do this the same thing, not just with YouTube channel owners, but with podcast owners or people who have a large blog who are building a list where you can you go and you personally ask them for sure and say, okay, how can I make your platform more valuable to your prospects, to your audience? My head is spinning, girl. It's like, I feel like I need to block the rest of the day out. But but you have to be careful because like we gave this to one of our best, uh, one of our high level um, clients and they they did a cut and paste job and they did it from the perspective of, well, if, you know, we'll see if, if we can work with you. And no, it's like going in the, so I was like, oh God, you got to do that all over again and come from a place of service. You know, how can I make your platform more valuable to you? It's, you know, that that element is is a really hard thing for people to wrap their heads around when they're in a space of, but I need, I need to make money and I need to be doing this right now. And, you know, it made me think about as, as I've stepped into this other part of my business with, with doing this done for you with podcasting, but it was, we went out. And we did the whole thing for free. I, I, like we we set up the processes, the case studies, all of that, and said, "Look, let us prove that we can provide value and make this easy for our clients." Before I even wrapped my head around how do we market this, it was you know, and and there's this element of look, we want it, and that value piece, right? It's like how can I provide value and it's it's interesting to me with online business. I know I'm going a little tangent here that people forget like in an offline business, you still need to establish a relationship. And if you've got a store or brick and mortar building or whatnot, the environment has to be there for the customer to provide that value and that service. And online, it gets lost a little bit. So thanks for pointing that out. I, it's And it's an outreach campaign, essentially, that you have to do your due diligence. You just have to show up and do the work. Yeah. And, and you've got to care about the people. I mean, we really looked at these YouTube channel owners and we were like, the one who, he, his channel was all about creating a legacy for his kids and everything. And we talked about that when we approached him. And when we sent out the review copies of the products, we actually wrote notes in there, like handwritten notes, you know, we were yeah. like, want them to know that we care and we're taking the time, not just that we're trying to get into their store where other people are, sell, 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 you know, I feature me, feature me, fe- you know? Yeah, God, that's crazy. It's, <laughs> yeah, I think about that. It's funny because with WordPress, I have a lot of people that will contact me and they're like, hey, here's free access to our plugin or hey, here's our theme club. Would you like this? or would you? And But there's never uh, um, what they can do for me ever, ever. Right. And- exactly. I, I get flooded to my support email, which is the one on my website. People just scraping it and being like, uh, you need to interview this person. You need to do this. Uh, this person would be perfect and um, send out our, an affiliate email to this can you do an email drop and i'm like oh my they just don't even care right and it's just strange to me as i I had someone else who was an introduction through someone and then interviewed that went great and then next thing you know it's like i've got someone else for you to interview i'm like well where are you gonna recommend refer me (laughs) do you know what i mean it's like it 
it, it's it's very interesting. Um, I want to shift a little bit as we as we wind down because I'm excited to announce to everybody and just make sure you stay on till the end to get the exact details and the link. Uh, but I've asked Maritza to do a webinar for my audience. So can you share what you're going to cover in the webinar? Yes, I'm going to talk about the four perfect places to profit from email list building. Um, And these are like four opportunities that anyone who is starting to do this, you want to use all of them. Um, I'm also going to talk about what comes first, the product or the list (laughs) that we touched on. Um, I'm also going to talk about the give examples of the four perfect places to profit from email list building examples from my horse business and um, my law of attraction business. And it, these examples are so huge. I I actually sold an $85,000 horse via an email broadcast. And yeah, I I did have to go and send some videos back and forth um, to the owner, to the person who was interested and her trainer. But I mean, when you do this right and you do this the way that Kim and I are talking about it, knowing that the people are on your list are real people, you create this no like, and trust factor that is amazing where you can sell a high ticket luxury item like that via email, or you have people on your list who buy every single thing you ever offer. I mean, it's just incredible. Lastly, so what's what's on the horizon for you? I mean, I know, you know, you've got everything is is rocking and rolling right now. I can't believe I just said that. But <laughs> um, where where are you going? Let's, you know, end of the year and moving into 2016. You know, I am so in love with email list building and creating these reverse engineered funnels um, that I'll also be talking about on the webinar, that one of the things that I really want to do is mindset and law of attraction and all that is so, it's something I love so much. So I have these, uh, a giant whiteboard with all of these little products that I'm creating. I'm Because I'm going to be creating an army of automated products that um, people who've been asking me for in my different niches and just putting those on autopilot for 2016. That's awesome, which is going to be hugely valuable. So I can't wait to see <laughs> results and, and your own case study of yourself on how that goes. So that is fantastic. I can't wait for the webinar. Um, I wish it was sooner, but we have to be patient. <laughs> so thank you so much, Maritza, for being here. I just adore you. And I love talking with you. And you're just not only do you provide great information, but I mean, that was so many tangibles. I totally I, I really appreciate you for fully showing up today. Oh, Kim, thank you so much. And I am so excited about you and I playing together in the near future. Me too. It's going to be fun. All right, everybody. So you can go to maritzapara.com to connect with Maritza, but stay on till the end of the, the, the podcast. And I'm going to give you that link. And it will also be in the show notes. You can register for the webinar. <laughs> So do you see what I mean? Like she's just awesome. I love her to pieces. 
I, I can't wait. We actually get to meet in person finally uh, in less than two weeks. But the webinar, the workshop that we discussed in the interview is on Monday, September 28th at 5 p.m. Pacific and which would be what? Seven Central and eight Eastern. Uh, and you can just go to the WPChick.com forward slash Maritza. And that's M-A-R-I-T-Z-A. Again, that's the WPChick.com forward slash Maritza. And you can register for the webinar there. <clears throat> Excuse my voice. Uh, anyways, and it's like I said, it, it's a webinar and it's going to be a workshop. So you're going to want to have pen and paper handy or pencil if you prefer, uh, but, but take some notes. And she gives so much tangible implementation tactics. I don't even think that was a sentence, but you get my point. <laughs> Anyways, hope to see you guys there. And if you're not going to be able to make it, don't worry, there's going to be a replay, but you do need to register. And as always, I love you guys tons. Thanks so much for listening. And I will catch you next week. Leave me a comment. And if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. That helps a lot, but I would love a review in iTunes. It just takes a few minutes. Go over to, you know, you can subscribe in iTunes. Um, There is a link on the show note, but just look for the WordPress Chick Podcast. You can search it. Um, and leave a review. And um, we will be talking soon. 